And now, hey now, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new edition, a brand new week of Over the Line. Feeling a little rusty, I gotta admit, but there's a lot going on. A lot going on. I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, the world is uh, seemingly falling apart. That's right. The world is falling apart, and I am here to break it down for you so you know exactly uh, what to expect. First off, let me apologize for uh, the days we missed last week. Uh, I, I We've just had a lot going on, and here coming up this week, we may also have another uh, day or two that we miss, and, and you guys will understand why when I explain it to you when the time comes, but just know... We're getting you as many shows as humanly possible. But as you saw today, a 20-year war in Afghanistan was lost in a matter of hours. That's right. The U.S. effectively lost a 20-year war in a matter of hours. A worst position, a worse position than we were in 20 short years ago. And on, almost on the anniversary of September 11th, which launched this whole thing in the first place. Before I get into all that, let me tell you about a couple things. Y'all know the drill. First off, patreon.com slash Andrew McLean, who you can find us there and you can contribute to the show. 100% donations. You want to do it, do it. If you don't, don't do it. It's all good. You can do it for as low as $5 or high as $50. It'll take that out of your bank account once a month or until you decide to stop it. So if you want to contribute to the show, you can do so there. We have not gotten back into the rhythm of posting behind-the-scenes footage, but no, that stuff will be on its way, and we'll get you hooked up. Just a, a little thank you for you guys that do uh, and are a part of that. Several of you are, and it means so much, and it helps us keep this show going. Also, Vapor Forge out on 280. Man, these guys are rocking and rolling. Tony was over here last night, and we were just talking about business and everything else. And uh, let me tell you, they're they're gaining popularity. And it's not because people are hearing it on the show necessarily, although you guys are showing up, but it's because people stop by there, they realize... Vaporforge has got the goods, and the goods at a fantastic price, so they keep coming back over and over and over again. I want you to be one of those people. 4673 Highway 280 East in Birmingham, right next to Bailey Brothers, 205-874-9010 is the number. And if I'm not mistaken, this is these are new pictures from the shop. There's the storefront. Uh, and this is from inside of the store. They just got that new flooring put in, new shelving. Oh, my God, it looks so good. Oh, it looks so good. So go by there and see them. And make sure when you do that, the most important part, you tell them you heard it right here on Over the Line. So as you know, Afghanistan has fallen. The U.S. spending over a trillion dollars, 20 years Blood of our soldiers spilled, lives lost in a 20-year war that ensued after 2011, I'm sorry, 9-11, September 11th, 2001, now seemingly is over. 
just in the blink of an eye. We did a show on this, and I didn't look it up, but you can do it yourself. Uh, if you go back a month or so on our podcast, there's one I did related to Joe Biden making the announcement that he wanted to have all the troops pulled out of Afghanistan by September 11th, 2021. And you will find on that podcast, I don't know exactly what I said, but I don't remember the gist of it. This is a horrible idea, and it will end very, very badly. This is just the start of it. You think it was bad today? The images you saw on the TV that you saw in your social media feed, you think that was bad? That ain't nothing compared what's with for what's to come. We are in a very volatile situation, in a very dangerous place right now. And we have the worst possible leadership leading the way. That's why this is scary. So let me, for those of you that didn't see what happened today, let me break it down for you a little bit. Um, we pulled our guys out, and within hours, well, we pulled most of our guys out, leaving our allies and other Americans behind in Afghanistan. And in a matter of hours, the Taliban starts to take over the country, city by city, until they work their way to the capital of Kabul. They take over Kabul. The president of Afghanistan that we placed there leaves the country, leaving the president's palace empty and four Taliban fighters to then take over and even hold a press conference to let everybody know, hey, this is art-ish now. We're running this. Even renaming the country, allegedly. Because of that, everybody gets in a panic. Now, why is everybody in a panic? Well, because terrorists are, are now your new government. And you've got to understand who the Taliban are. If you go back, and I know it's easy to forget this stuff because we get our, our brains filled with so much crap from the media that it's hard to keep up with, but go back just a few short years. When we were dealing with the Taliban hot and heavy, these are barbaric people. These are the people that were setting people on fire in cages that were chopping off people's heads, Americans' heads, journalists' heads, throwing people from rooftops, crucifying them on a cross. These are evil, evil people that do what they do under the guise of their version of Islam, right? They will bring Sharia law back to Afghanistan. That's why the people of Afghanistan are so terrified, and they're making a mad dash to get out of the country. Could you imagine how betrayed they feel where over the past 20 years they've been able to live their lives with some sort of security, knowing the U.S. and their allies are there, making sure they can live in somewhat of a normal society, whatever that is in the Middle East, but live in a society that's somewhat safe. Be normal. Women are able to go to school. Women are able to leave the house, read a book. People were able to listen to music. But not under Sharia law. All those things are over. Women will be stripped of their rights. Children, little girls, will be married off to grown adults who are Taliban fighters. People that commit the most petty crimes will suffer the most intense punishments. You steal something from a store, they will 
sever your hands from your body. And not to mention all of the other things they do. So it's easy to guess that the Afghanistan, the Afghani people are in a panic. And some of the most disturbing stuff we saw today was the crowded airport in Kabul. The only place in that city, or maybe even in the country, to leave. The only exit out of Afghanistan is at that airport. So as the U.S. Air Force was loading up whoever they could to bring them back to the country or to get them out of there, get them to safety, hundreds and hundreds of Afghani people are storming the American planes, trying to get in, doing anything they can to get out of the country because they know what's next. And we're seeing what's next right now. The Taliban members are going door to door looking for people that were in any way associated with Americans and their allies. And they are going to kill them. And for those that have escaped, those that actually got out that were tied to Americans, they're going to find their families and then kill their families. So even if you escape, your family will be brutally murdered. And they know who's who. They've taken over the country. They've taken over the Capitol, the president's palace. Like, they've got all this stuff on paper. Joe Biden decided it would be a good idea if we just up and left and left everything. All the weapons we gave the Afghan army. Everything. We trained that army for 20 years. The better part of 20 years. Gave them all the weapons they have. It literally built them an air force from the ground up. We leave, and they just roll over when the Taliban gets into town. So not only did did the Taliban have a place to uh, create more terrorism across the globe, they've got quite the arsenal that comes from the good old U.S. of A. We've got a real bad habit of making sure the bad guys get our weapons, don't we? Happens over and over. But the scene, let me go back to the scene. From earlier today, Kabul Airport, I'm all over the road because there's so much to get to on this, uh, as Afghans are literally clinging to the side of an aircraft in order to try to escape the country. Now, most of us would think when we see these images, how in the world, what do you think is going to happen if you're clinging to the side of an airplane that's about to go thousands and thousands of feet up in the air? You're not going to survive. You're either going to fall off, you're going to be burned alive, or you're going to suffocate from lack of oxygen. But that was the risk these people were willing to take. You see them literally clinging to the side of this jetliner in hopes that they may just get out of the country. If this jet could just get them to the border, it's desperation. These people are desperate to get out of this country. Desperate to get away for what's to come to the people of Afghanistan. Desperate to get away from their brand new government known as the Taliban. And it didn't turn out well. Images started to surface of the plane going up because the pilot, God bless him, he had no choice. He had to get out of there. He had to get people to safety. And if people were hanging on the side of the plane, that's tough on them. 
because we're getting out of here. And the images coming from that moment show people falling from the plane. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of feet to the ground to their death. Absolutely horrifying footage. So if you're you're watching and you don't want to see that, fast forward now. But here are some of those images coming out of Kabul today. And you can see the bodies falling from the sky one after another. Awful, awful images. And there's another shot, another angle of more people falling from the plane because they had no choice. They had nowhere to go. They were going to die from the fall. They were going to die from suffocation. They were going to be burned alive by the jet's engines. So they just leapt to their death. And ironically... It is all too familiar images of what we as Americans had to experience on 9-11. We remember the falling man, the many people jumping from the Twin Towers to their death because they, they only had a few options and all, the result of all of their options were they were going to die. So they leapt. Makes you sick to your stomach to see this stuff. And I know it's hard to, to, to make a connection when it comes to Afghanistan when they're on the other side of the planet and the Middle East seems like a hellhole at times. But they're still human beings. Those people clinging to that plane, they're not bad guys. If they were the bad guys, they wouldn't have a problem staying because the bad guys are in power. But they were just looking for an escape. And they said, I'll either escape or I'll die. But I'm willing to take that risk. Joe Biden was MIA all weekend long. He was allegedly at Camp David, right? Allegedly at Camp David. Nobody knew where he was except for what we were being told. There was one image... One image that came out, and it was a picture of him at Camp David staring at uh, a TV screen. Apparently, maybe it was uh, some sort of uh, video chat or whatever, you know, and of course, it's just a picture, so it doesn't necessarily mean it's accurate in depicting where he is at that moment. But nonetheless, that's the only thing we got from Joe Biden. We got, we got no... Uh, we got no statements. We got we got nothing other than this picture. And let's see if I can find that for you. Here we go. Here's the photo. Joe Biden at Camp David speaking to, to whoever. I guess these are members of the cabinet or people involved. I wasn't 100% sure. But there was also a discrepancy people online noticed. Now, two of these clocks, one being Russia and the other one uh, maybe Sweden, I can't remember the other country, 
they were showing two hours apart. And if you zoom in, you can see that. They were showing two hours apart, like separated by time zones by two hours. But it wasn't accurate. It was actually supposed to be three hours, a three-hour difference. And you think to yourself, well, Andrew, that obviously means that it was just, um, you know, a discrepancy. Somebody didn't go, somebody somebody programmed the clock wrong. But that's not it. Because just a few short months ago, there was actually a two-hour difference. Until one of those two countries' time changed, like a daylight savings time type of deal. Which raises the question, is this just a stock photo? that they sent out in order to um, buy Joe Biden a little more time before he had to face the public in any form or fashion? Was he even at Camp David? We don't know. That may be an innocent mistake. Maybe somebody forgot to switch the clock or whatever the case may be. But I would be willing to put money on that Joe Biden might have been incapacitated in some fashion and just wasn't able to face the cameras or even have a picture taken. So the aide said, you know what? We got a stock photo of him at Camp David. Why don't we just why don't we just throw that up there? Cool people's jets until we can figure out how we can prop this guy up enough in order to get him in front of the cameras. They finally did, and I'll tell you in a minute what he said. But what's important is to go back and look at what he said beforehand. Back in July. Now, this is him answering questions about uh, the troop withdrawal in Afghanistan. All right? We see that that was a horrible idea. Absolutely horrible idea. And anybody that gives two drops of monkey crap about human rights can say this was an awful, awful situation and it could have been done a different way. But Joe Biden was confident nothing was going to happen. He didn't believe that the Taliban was going to take over Afghanistan the moment we left. Because we've been training the Afghan army and we've been giving them weapons for so long, there's no way they could lose against the Taliban. That's what Joe Biden thought. Here's some of that footage from that press conference uh, a little over a month ago. Is a Taliban takeover of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. Because you have the Afghan troops have 300,000 well-equipped, as well-equipped as any army in the world, and an air force against something like 75,000 Taliban. It is not inevitable. Mr. President, thank you very much. Your own intelligence community has assessed that the Afghan government will likely collapse. That is not true. Is it, can you please clarify what they have told you about whether that will happen or not? That is not true. They, so, did, not, they didn't, did not reach that conclusion. So what is the level of confidence that they have that it will not collapse? The Afghan government and leadership has to come together. They clearly have the capacity to sustain the government in place. And do you see any parallels between this withdrawal and what happened in Vietnam with some people feeling... None whatsoever. Zero. 
What you had is you had entire brigades breaking through the gates of our embassy. Six, if I'm not mistaken. The Taliban is not the South, the North Vietnamese army. They're not. They're not remotely comparable in terms. Of- so there's no there. There's nothing that is comparable to what happened in Vietnam, in comparison to what we were going to see in Afghanistan than what we see now. Now, what what are, what is she referring to as far as Vietnam goes? She's talking about Saigon, the fall of Saigon, 1975, and the images seen around the world of U.S. planes rescuing our guys from the U.S. from the top of buildings because we left them stranded there in a horrible situation where they were going to be violently murdered. He said there's no there's no way these two are comparable. So we thought, well, I mean, at least we can check. And now now that it's happened, let's just check and see if there was anything comparable about it. So we took some images and compared them side by side of what happened in nineteen seventy five in Vietnam and what happened in Afghanistan today, and this is what we saw. It almost seems to be identical images. Now, why is that? Because Saigon in 1975 is basically Afghanistan in 2021. Everything Joe Biden says in this press conference turns out to be untrue. Almost as if he knew that was going to happen. There's no way you can be this wrong. But he was so dead set and so convinced that his master plan was going to work, that it was flawless, that there was no way anything could go wrong. You hear the confidence in his voice. He almost gets offended at the reporters for even asking these questions. Let's go on. There's a capability. There's going to be no circumstance where you see people being lifted off the roof of a embassy in the, of the United States from Afghanistan. It is not at all comparable. So th- it's not comparable. Not at all. I mean, I, you, you did just see the photos, but it's not comparable. So what does Joe Biden have to say for himself? After he emerged from Camp David or uh, the morgue or wherever he was at, and spoke to the American people just a few short hours ago. Here is what the president had to say for himself. For 20 years, I've learned the hard way that there was never a good time to withdraw U.S. forces. That's why we're still there. We were clear-eyed about the risk. We planned for every contingency. But I always promised the American people that I would be straight with you. The truth is... Oh, is that what it is? You, you're always going to be straight with us? Gotcha. Gotcha, buddy. Totally understands. This did unfold more quickly than we had anticipated. Oh, I'd, I'd say so. I'd say just a little more quickly than you anticipated. But it's not about the speed of which it unfolded. It's about the fact that you said the exact opposite was going to happen. That has nothing to do with when it happened. You said this would not happen, and it did. So what's happened? 
Afghanistan political leaders gave up and fled the country. Even though you said there's no way they're going to give up. We've trained them. There's 300,000 of them. There's only 70,000 Taliban. They got the best weapons in the world. We gave them an air force. The Afghan military collapsed sometime without trying to fight. If anything, the developments of the past week reinforced that ending U.S. military involvement in Afghanistan now was the right decision. (laughs) Well, with all these horrible things that just happened, it shows that I made the right call. That it was the right decision to make. Because, Because why? Because women are being raped? People are being murdered? Because small children... Little girls are being married off to grown men? Why was it the right decision? American troops cannot and should not be fighting in a war and dying in a war. Now that we can all agree on. They should not be dying in a war that is not benefiting the U.S. in any way. And let's be honest. We should have never been there. That is true. We should have done what we had to do early on in the 2000s and got up out of there and let Afghanistan deal with what they want to deal with. But we stayed. We started a mission. We decided that we were going to let Afghan we were going to show Afghanistan how to defend themselves and then leave. That lasted a little longer than we thought. And it's the exact reason What you saw today is why they haven't been pulled out to this point. Because Afghanistan is not going to defend themselves. But we stayed. Because we knew if the Taliban or ISIS or uh, any of these terrorist groups took over uh, Afghanistan, that they would have the capability to create and perpetrate another 9-11. It's what they did on 9-11. They launched that attack from Afghanistan. It didn't even have the whole country at that point. Now, they do. They do. And they're going to be able to do whatever they want. So outside of the human rights abuses that they'll be committing day after day after day, they now have all the resources they could possibly want. All the weapons that we gave the Afghan army, All the weapons that they get from Russia and China and wherever else. They got it all. The weapons that, you know, make it from Iran to their hands. It's not your granddad's Taliban anymore. This has turned into a big boy Taliban with a lot of firepower. And it is the last place... Last time that we need weak leadership. Go back to Trump. And I know a lot of you already said, Trump said he was going to pull him out of Afghanistan, blah, 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 blah. Trump did attempt to pull a majority of our troops out of Afghanistan and leave a few in order to maintain that civility, to maintain that, that structure, that foundation. But he had a plan. This guy has no plan other than pull him out and let whatever happens happen. 
Donald Trump brought these people to the table. He brought the Taliban to the table. And he told them, we're going to pull our guys out. But if one hair of an American head is harmed, we will obliterate you with the full force of this country. You will regret the day you ever heard of the U.S. of A. He gave him, he gave him an ultimatum. By the time we leave, if you do anything, you're gone. We're going to wipe you out. That's enough incentive for them to behave. Joe Biden hasn't done that. Joe Biden actually pulled out of those agreements, as well as every other agreement, and told them, hey, knock yourself out. Not to mention they know he's weak. They're not scared of Joe Biden. They know Joe Biden from years past, right? Joe Biden's not a new unknown for them. They know exactly how he operates. So they're not afraid. They view Joe Biden as their past. And that's exactly what happened. What prevented Trump from pulling troops out, if you'll recall, the New York Times put out an article about Russians putting bounties on the head of Americans for ISIS, for the Taliban, saying, hey, if you'll kill Americans and show us that you've murdered American soldiers, we will pay you money or give you weapons. As we see now, that was completely untrue. But it was used for two reasons. It was used as a campaign talking point for the Democrats, and it was also used to stop Donald Trump from bringing the troops home right before an election. They did not want him having that on his record going into Election Day. And on the other side of that, the Democrats, Joe Biden, wanted credit for being the one that brought the troops home. The problem is, Joe Biden had no plan. All he wanted to do was stop Trump from doing it so he could do it. And it could be part of his legacy. Well, now he's had the biggest, the biggest, biggest part of his legacy is just unfolded. This will define Joe Biden. This is his moment. This is a guy, I don't know that there's anybody in government over the past 50 years that has been worse at making foreign policy decisions than Joe Biden. Time after time, go through his record. He's always wrong on foreign policy. Think about when they were in the war room about to pull the trigger on uh, having our troops take out Osama bin Laden. He was the one voice in the room saying, no, nah, don't do it. Why? Why would he do that? Well, he's from the old school. He's a Democrat. He's a bleeding heart liberal, allegedly. But he's from that old school that likes war. That thinks as long as America is at war, we control the power. We control the money. These old blue dog warmonger Democrats, along with warmonger Republicans... It was the one thing they got along about was going to war. And that's what Joe Biden does and why he is wrong so often. Outside of Joe Biden, let's look and see what the media was saying about what happened today. 
I'm sure they're get they're going to give us a fair analysis of what happened in Afghanistan. First, let's check in with MSNBC. There are a lot of shots. There hasn't been a lot of bloodshed in Kabul. It was a pretty strong... Uh, Ali, what do we know has happened on the ground in Afghanistan in Kabul overnight? What's the latest? Hi, Matthew. Well, the country is essentially now in the hands of the Taliban for all intents and purposes. Uh, they've taken over Kabul. The president, or should I now say the former president of Afghanistan, Ashraf Ghani, has fled the country. The Taliban have taken over the presidential palace. They've renamed the country the Islamic Emirate, taken down the Afghan flag and hoisted up uh, their own colors. Uh, and it's been a relatively... Um, peaceful, if you like, a process. They haven't had to fire a lot of shots. There hasn't been a lot of... Oh, 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 it's been a relatively peaceful process. Oh, God, gotcha, gotcha. Man, these guys are hard to keep up with, but as long as you pay attention... You can really know what's going on over in Afghanistan. Bloodshed in Kabul. It was a pretty straightforward takeover for them. Uh, they've also taken over the airport. Uh, there have been reports of shots fired at the airport. and can, can you imagine? Can you imagine these people looking at themselves in the mirror when they get home and thinking, man, I'm, I'm really proud of where I'm at in life. I'm really proud of the work I'm doing. As this guy goes on TV and says... Well, what happened today in Afghanistan was a mostly peaceful takeover. Mostly peaceful. You know, I mean, there was some shooting and some people falling out of planes and, you know, threats of Sharia law and all that silly stuff, but what's a big deal? So that's MSNBC. Not to be outdone, here is um, a reporter from CNN on the scene. Let's see what they have to say. Take a look at what we saw. As soon as we leave our compound, it's clear who is now in charge. Taliban fighters have flooded the capital. Smiling and victorious, they took this city of six million people in a matter of hours. And, and you see that it's such a peaceful, um, uh, what do they call it, taking over in such a peaceful manner that the reporter has to wear a hijab in full-blown, uh, you know, Islamic garb. <laughs> because guess what? If she does it, she's going to get killed. That's right. That's how peaceful it is. Barely firing a shot. This is a sight I honestly thought I would never see. Scores of Taliban fighters and just behind us, the U.S. Embassy compound. Some does she not look excited? Look how happy she's standing there with the Taliban fighters. Being like, oh, what a sight this is. Some carry American weapons. They tell us they're here to maintain law and order. Everything is under control. Everything will be fine, the commander says. Nobody should worry. What's your message to America right now? America already spent enough time in Afghanistan. They need to leave, he tells us. They already lost lots of lives and lots of money. People come up to them to pose for photographs. chanting death to America, but they seem friendly at the same time. Y'all. <laughs> y'all. Did y'all hear what she just said? Did you hear that? 
Hold on. Listen to, listen to this one more time. Listen to the words she just used. They're just chanting death to America, but they seem friendly at the same time. It's They're chanting death to America, but they seem so friendly at the same time. What a bunch of nice guys. They seem so sweet and innocent with their little death to America chant. How cute. It's utterly bizarre. At the presidential palace, the Taliban are now guarding the gate. They say they're here to fill the vacuum left when the government fled. But the welcoming spirit only extends so far, and my presence soon creates tension. Because of you. They've just told me to stand to the side because I'm a woman. <laughs> it seems your hijab was not enough to protect you from your uh, threatening female genitalia. You know, in all seriousness, that chick's lucky she was not beheaded. Trying to, uh, trying to get this report in. This is CNN. So that's how the media's portrayed it today. I don't know if anybody's really surprised by that, but that's what you get from CNN. That's what you get from MSNBC. So what does all this mean? What is, what is the reasoning or the purpose behind this? And I think that's important to look at. Why, outside of just wanting credit for bringing the troops home, would Joe Biden do this? Because somebody within that administration, especially our generals, had to face Joe Biden and say, this is, this is how this is going to turn out. Everyone on the ground in Afghanistan knew exactly what was going to happen. Talk to anybody that has served in Afghanistan. They will all tell you the same thing. That there is no way that Afghan army was going to defend their country. Not going to do it. So everybody knew. But Joe Biden said, pull the troops out anyway. Why? And Democrats are defending. Go, go look up Nancy Pelosi's statement on today's events. Go look up any other Democrats. See what they're saying about this. Hey, go watch Joe Biden's uh, a speech from today when he finally showed back up. All the things he said about how it was the right decision. He made the right decision. And that most of this is Trump's fault anyway. Trump left him with an ultimatum. He, he only had a couple choices, so he had to do it. What's the real reason? Like, what's, what's the longstanding reason? There's got to be a reason for this that is going to benefit Joe Biden and the Democrats greatly in the future. What would that be? Well, it's the same thing it always is. It's power. Control and power. Now, why is that? How is that? Well, as you know, with the control of Afghanistan, the Taliban now has the ability to start mapping out new terror attacks on the homeland here in the U.S., trying to recreate 9-11, trying to recreate the Pulse nightclub, Fort Hood, San Bernardino. They have all the resources, more than they've ever had, to create more terror attacks in the U.S. And how are we going to stop it? How are we going to stop it? We currently have a, a southern border that is wide open. What's going to stop these dirty, stinky, 
horribly dressed Taliban members, what's going to stop them from going to Mexico and then crossing up through the border and doing whatever they want to do? What's going to stop them? People from all over the world are already coming through the southern border. It's Guatemala, El Salvador, Morocco. Chinese people are coming up through the southern border. And that border's not going to close anytime soon. So we will see terrorists coming up through the southern border and committing acts of terror. Again, go back and watch the podcast from when we talked about Joe Biden's announcement that he was going to be pulling the troops out a month or two ago. I said the exact same thing. We will see that. And how does that benefit the Democrats and Joe Biden? Well, once that starts happening, what do the American people do? They start to become afraid, scared, desperate for security. Desperate for protection from who? From the U.S. government. It's the same thing with COVID. COVID created in a lab with the money of U.S. taxpayers to create fear. A fear that will push you, convince you to give up your freedoms one at a time, chipping away at everything the Constitution and the Almighty gave you. They need a scared public that is willing to give up their freedoms so government can be your God. They want you to give up your God-given rights and your God-given freedoms so they can be your God. That's what this is about. In the short term, it's about politics. In the short term... It's about taking credit for pulling troops out of Afghanistan. That's backfired, 100%. Nobody's going to say what happened today was good. But the long term, control and power. They want to be your God. Why do you think they attack religion the way they do? They want to be your God. And they don't want your permission for it. They want to just take that position. That's what's coming. That's what this is about. That's it for this edition of Over the Line. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. Make sure you're adding us on all the social media platforms, especially Twitch, because i got to tell you guys something. When it comes to the show and the future of the show, we want to start doing live episodes. Maybe not on a daily basis, but three times a week. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. None of that's set in stone yet, but that's the direction we want to go. So you guys can hang out with us and we can give you longer shows. An hour or so, whatever that may be. And it can be a regular thing where you can expect it every single uh, scheduled night. So... Adding us on all the social media platforms is going to be vital in us making that happen. Twitch at OTL Show. And on YouTube, the OTL Burner account. Make sure you go and you're subscribed to that as well. It is very important 
that you do so. And then the Facebook and the Twitter and the TikToks and all that kind of stuff will be able to direct you to other places from there as long as you hook it up. I'm out of here. That's it. And until next time, see you, Coles.